Hey friends, it's TJ, the weirdo with a beardo for Wings 93, with more stories of true crimes and unsolved mysteries with True Crime Tuesday, episode number 69, The Countess Dracula. Now, chances are you've probably heard of Count Dracula, the alleged vampire, whose legend was based on a real person, Vlad the Impaler. But you may not have ever heard of the Countess Dracula, who was also very real and very evil. Countess Elizabeth Bathory was born in August of the year 1560 in the northern Great Plains region of Hungary, now falls within the boundaries of Slovakia. Her father was Baron George Bathory VI, who was married to his cousin, Baroness Anna Bathory, which was not uncommon for that time. Both of Elizabeth's parents were of Hungarian and Transylvanian nobility. Baron Bathory was the voivode of Transylvania, which would have been similar to the governor at the time, which gave him considerable political, military, and judicial power. Bathory was born into a privileged family that had it all. Wealth, education, and an elite social rank. However, as rich and powerful as her family was, as a child, Elizabeth was prone to seizures, most likely caused by what we now know as epilepsy. But at the time, the seizures were referred to as the falling sickness or falling evil, that led to some very crude treatments. Since medicine was very much in its infancy and many superstitions surrounding Elizabeth's ailment, the course of treatment was rubbing the blood of a non-sufferer onto the lips of the epileptic person, or giving them a mixture of non-sufferer's blood and a piece of human skull at the end of an episode. The late 1600s was a violent time. Many wars and skirmishes broke out in medieval Europe, even between members of the same family. Penalties were swift and harsh, even the young countess is said to have witnessed torture, executions, and intense physical punishment at the hands of her family and their officers. And although the claims remain mostly unproven, Countess Elizabeth Bathory's family is said to have been involved in Satanism and witchcraft, and even engaged in barbaric and unusual punishments. Once, when the countess was only six years old, her father's court punished a gypsy by sewing her into the carcass of a dying horse and left both of them to die. Elizabeth watched the entire gruesome episode as it happened, and while many of the other children ran away in terror, young Elizabeth watched in awe and amusement. And many claim that the family's use of cruel and unusual punishment may have planted the seed of cruelty in the young girl's mind. When the countess was in her early teens, she was betrothed and engaged to marry a young count named Ferenc Nadushti. Their wedding was one for the ages, lasting three days and attended by nearly 4,500 guests in May of 1575. Bold and strong-willed Elizabeth refused to take her new husband's name, which meant he must take her last name instead. Now, as a wedding gift, the teenage Ferenc gave his new bride a huge castle in the little Carpathian Mountains, overlooking the village of Cheta. By the age of 15, young Elizabeth Bathory had developed into an attractive young woman known throughout the region for her beauty. But don't let appearances fool you. Elizabeth was fierce, earning the nickname the Tigress of Cheta. Now, Elizabeth's new husband dabbled in black magic and alchemy, teaching his young wife everything he knew. The couple would often even host their own rituals, performing ceremonial magic at their castle. And after three years of marriage, Ferenc was named commander-in-chief of the Hungarian army. And when the Turks invaded Hungary in the year 1591, Ferenc had to leave home, as did many of the other men in Cheta, to defend their homes and their families. 
a war that would last 13 years. And in the absence of all their men, the people of Cheta were no match for the Ottomans who would often attack their villages, killing and kidnapping their men and raping their women. Elizabeth witnessed the horrors being inflicted on her people and vowed to protect and defend these poor women whose husbands had left to protect their lands. In her husband's absence, Elizabeth began taking control of all of her and Ferenc's properties, which at the time would have most likely been handled by an appointed male guardian, but Elizabeth refused, saying, I will not allow myself to be dominated by men. Now in her late teens, stories began to surface about Elizabeth's private matters. It was said that she commanded sex whenever the mood struck her. She may have even been further influenced by an aunt who had introduced her to sadomasochism, which is the sexual gratification from inflicting pain or humiliation on themselves or others. And it suggested that her ravenous sexual appetite and her arousal at the sight of others in pain may have contributed to the crimes she would later commit. Flash forward 13 years after the war was over and Ferenc returned home. He and Elizabeth expanded their family with three daughters and two sons, the first of which died when he was just seven years old. It suggested that Ferenc was as fierce and merciless at home as he was on the battlefield. He had learned how to hurt and torture soldiers during the war and would often share some of his, quote, tricks with his wife. It was reported that he even installed a torture chamber underneath the castle so he and his wife could be entertained. In the years that followed, word spread about the unholy things that were happening in the cavernous underground torture chambers at the castle Cheta. A local minister even traveled to nearby Vienna to air his grievances in court, hoping to bring a stop to the needless torture. But the Bathory family was rich and powerful, and no one wanted to cross them. So nothing up to that point was ever done about it. A major turning point in Elizabeth's life was the death of her husband in 1604 due to a mysterious illness at the age of 48, leaving Elizabeth, a 44-year-old widow, in charge of 10 castles, 17 villages, and multiple estates, making her the richest and most powerful woman in all of Hungary. And before his untimely death, Ferenc selected a close friend, Georgi Thurzo, to oversee the family's estate and to take care of Elizabeth in his absence. And several years after Ferenc's death, members of Elizabeth's family became increasingly concerned about the unspeakable horrors that were allegedly being committed within the castle walls. Even Elizabeth's son-in-law, Nikola Zrinsky, heard the rumors and took it upon himself to begin his own investigation. Nikola visited the castle grounds with his hunting dogs and found human remains buried in the ground. He then asked Georgi Thurzo to continue his investigation, and neither of the men were prepared for what they were about to uncover, which we will dig into next week during episode 70 of True Crime Tuesday. We'll see you then.